don't get me wrong, man, I don't cruise he has, right? But um, what these flags and what this whole process has been able to do is like, they can work from home. I don't care because I know what they're doing. Like, I don't need to touch and feel them every day. I'm not one of those people. Like, some of the staff I might see two or three times if I'm lucky during the week, and, but I don't care because I can log on right now and tell exactly what's going on, where everybody's at. Well, I could be sitting in Bali, it don't matter. Hello, Matt, um, and hello, everyone, and Liz, welcome to another Starlink podcast episode. Uh, Matt, why don't you introduce our guest today? Thanks, Brendan. Uh, today, we had the pleasure of speaking to Nathan Want from Atri Real Estate in WA. He's been with the business for over a decade now, and he gave us some really good insights into what makes his team so special, mm-hmm. what has led to their incredible length of tenure within the business. Mm-hmm. Um, how he makes them holiday proof yep. and also what leads to such a great work-life balance. Should you just get stuck into it? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, without any further ado, this is our conversation with Nathan Watt. Enjoy. Welcome to the pod, Nathan. And maybe if you don't mind, just start off by telling us a little bit about your background uh, and maybe the sort of start of the actually uh, the journey for you. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks, guys, for having me. Um, I know you deal with some fantastic businesses around the country, so to sort of sit down and have a yarn with me, I appreciate it. Um, I guess Ashley Real Estate um, came about 2007 with uh, Kevin and Melanie Atri. Uh, hugely successful business, uh, successful individuals, um, built a great sales team, sold a lot of real estate themselves. Um, in 2012, we had the opportunity, uh, myself, I owned a, a business, my good mate Stephen, who's a fellow director, he owned a business, um, and we sort of merged into one uh, one company, being the actual real estate office that we have now. Um, so we've ended in our rent rolls, um, we brought our sales team across and those first sort of five years, it was a, it was a substantial business. We had three offices. Um, we probably had about Jeepers, probably nearly 30 sales staff at one stage, uh, managing a fairly good portfolio for Western Australia. Um, and yeah, it was, um, it was, it was good times in real estate back then. The market was flying as well. Um, you know, we were doing 50, 60 deals a month, um, listing a lot of homes, um, and then, of course, the ups and downs of real estate occur, and um, here we are today. We, we've sort of consolidated. Um, we're in one office. The PM team and the sales team all sit together. Uh, definitely um, one of the most beneficial things we ever did. Uh, we were somewhat disjointed, mm-hmm. being in two different areas, uh, and getting everybody together has been um, has been remarkable. Um, and the success that's flowed on from that is great. Um, Steve and myself were the directors. Kevin Mel are uh, still involved in the business, and we just we love having them around. And it's just got a wealth of knowledge. So um, we're we're on a good path at the moment, mate. We're we're sort of happy where we're at, and really looking forward to the next leg up for this business. Very good. So back in back in the start when you first joined the business, obviously a lot's yeah. changed since then. How would you describe the day to day role of a property manager back then? 
Yeah, good question. Now, so I took the response. Someone needed to look after the property management team. Um, Kevin and Mel were, as I said, extremely good salespeople. Steve was in sales. Steve's dad, Peter, who sort of put this all together, he's now retired, like Pete, um, was sales. So it was like, well, um, I had a bit of an interest in property management. So I said, all right, guys, I'll go down, uh, go down to the property management department and run it. And yeah, like, I mean, I look back at that now and think, like, I had no idea, like, no idea. And I was lucky that I had some really good people with me and still have those people to this day. But we do sit back and laugh and think, you know, how far have we come in our systems and our processes and and where we are today and, and look back and just shake our head. So, Nathan, were you when you first put your hand up to take on the property management team, what was that like? I presume you said you said you were sort of inexperienced yourself as a property manager. Presumably, you would have been managing a team of property managers. What's that like? Mate, yeah, look, I guess I had the experience in managing people through, although I was very young, like I got into, I bought the Ray White business, the previous business when I was 25 or 26 years old. Yeah, right. So um, I was young and and I bought it in the GFC hit. So I went through it a lot and I learned a lot, but we only had a relatively small property management department compared to where we are today. So I had one one staff, two, two, two people in property management towards the end, and I had no idea. Um, it was like, I was one of them, just go and do it, just go and do it, you know? Whereas um, when we when we combined rent rolls and you know, the, 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 the rent roll was quite um, substantial, so I need to now learn. Um, and back then there was no staff link. It was just trying to get around and see different things, what's going on, talk to industry people. But but yeah, it was it was just it was really difficult. Um, I was I was still pretty young. I was I was only showing my age. I was only thirty two. So um, our team was nearly uh, 10, 10, 11, 12 people at that time, just in property management. Your team was ten to twelve people originally. Is that what you said? Yeah. And and where is where you sit now with in terms of like number of staff or something? Yeah, we're we're at that level still um, because uh, and we've grown mm-hmm. um, and we've got some offshore team which I'm sure we'll discuss later. But we're still at that staffing level with a bigger bigger portfolio because of the systems we've introduced and um, and I've, I've got scope. I'll, I'll, I could put another probably another 100, 150 managements in my department with ease right now. Yeah, right. So the the team the team's capacity has grown. Yeah, for sure, mate, no doubt. Um, and and a couple of years ago, we went because uh, I was doing all BDM as well. So that was my role. So in the beginning, um, I love that because it was like selling for me. Um, and I would hammer it on, um, you know, not great numbers, but some some years I was putting on 150, 180 managements in the property management department. Um, so that was a real focus and, and, and a strength of mine. But we've gone down the path now. We've like put on a BDM as well. So internally, we've structured ourselves up differently along that journey as well through the guidance of you know people like Starfleet. Can you just sorry? I'm mean, really interested in because there's so many different ways that businesses are structuring themselves, and yeah. and, and and we don't ever want to sort of prescribe a one size fits all sort of yeah. a, a approach because it, there's a lot it depends on you know various factors so can you kind of just sort of outline for people who um what how has your structure changed in terms of your team over this time um 
we, we still run a more of a traditional property management portfolio. So yep. uh, the seniors look after their clients and their, their, their portfolio based, but I have a key administration person, um, Helen, and she's been with me the whole time and a massive support, um, so diligent uh, and knows the role inside out. She's been with me for 12 years now. So they don't do any of their leasing. Again, I have a lady that does leasing and she is just unbelievably um, good at her job. Like to get that right, it makes everybody's life happy. And she is, um, she's been doing it, like I said, 12, 13 years. So, so they've all been with me over that journey. Um, the offshore team was a good, was a was a different way of doing things, um, and they have enhanced our our business and enhanced our ability to communicate on a better level um, for key milestones within the journey of the property management department. Um, yeah, as I said, Bo's come in and doing a lot more BDM. I still do it. I still do a little bit, but Bo Bo does a lot of that, and he's you know he's he's on a real growth path now. We've we've worked on the last eighteen months to getting where we are now, and, and we're really looking forward to the next twelve months. So that that was a key difference. Yep. Um, I did try in the beginning to do have like a maintenance manager, uh, didn't work, so um, got rid of that. But fundamentally we're still the same but our processes have changed so much yep and and with that change was there any particular problems or things that you wanted to solve or improve for the team like that that led to this you know eventually looking at outsourcing looking at digitizing everything mate um i, I just want to i just want to be try to be the best right so uh, i give the team the best opportunity to do their job at a high level, but also enjoy their life as well. Like I'm big on that balance. Um, I won't load them up with ridiculous amounts of properties and make their life a misery to make more money. I'm like, I just won't do that. Um, I'm not about that. I'm not that type of person. So mm. um, um, all these changes that we've made, although there's been ups and downs along the journey, um, I know that they can sit back now and look at their daily job and go, I have clarity, I have vision, I know what I need to do. Um, and we're miles, miles away from being the best agency, but I'll just continue to try and model myself on those type of things. Nathan, I'm just sort of fast forward into when you signed with Starflink and partnered with us. Was there yeah, a no, moment or was it a long-term thing where you were thinking about? No, nah, look, guys, I, um, we as a business follow Lee Woodward. Um, so we follow, just, he's just a guru and, um, and transformed our sales department and, and our administration and, and we followed that, that journey. And I was, at, um, was at his complete salesperson's course doing the sales thing. And he goes, it's probably 18, 19, and he goes, oh, um, this guy called Joel's running a PM, a PM department, a PM workshop. And I was like, yeah, cool. Do you mind if I just duck on in? He goes, yeah, come on, we'll meet you to Joel. And I just sat there and listened and watched, and I was like, wow. Like, um, I resonated with him because he's a, he's a lad, he's a good fella, but his message was clear. Um, I could see the benefits of what I wanted to do and where this could take me, and that was a real watershed moment. Mm. Um, and I come back to the office, I was like, all right, um, what is this guy doing? Uh, I just want to copy him because I'm not that clever. Um, they are. So don't try and reinvent the wheel. And it all sort of flowed from there, right? And then before you know it, um, doing more workshops, um, we get introduced to the platform Airtable, which unbelievable. 
And, and, and at the time, the Philippines tool was kicking off. We had just employed um, our second offshore sort of person because we had followed that journey. Um, and, and off we went. We just never looked back and we just continued to try and model ourselves on, on, on image because they were such a good company. And what was that, that Philippines tour like? Was that kind of what you expected or was it a real eye-opener seeing how things operate over there? Um, good, good question. It was, it was such, for our business, it was so timely because um, we were at the point where we needed to get over there. Um, we needed to, well, I like to touch and feel. Though, though I've still got the same two staff over this whole journey and they are amazing. Like I cannot begin to tell you how good they are and how much I love them and I'll do anything for them. Um, I was really happy with their work environment where they were. I thought it was a really nice and we had a conference there and we spent a couple of days with them, which was awesome. Just to highlight something that you said there, that you've still got the same Philippine-based offshore staff in this whole period, which I think mm, is, is one of the misconceptions about the thing is that you're going to be every six months getting a new staff member. But but I, I just want to give you kudos for the fact that you probably like get that loyalty from them by your actions. I'm really interested, though, in terms of the your onshore staff. So you had this watershed moment where you hear Joel speak and you go, yeah, this is something that I really want to do. Then you rush back to the office. You've got some serious long-term staff. Like, what kind of, What was that conversation like and, and that process of getting the buy-in from your team? Um, yeah, it's, I do have some long-term staff. Um, oh, look, I think the good thing is, is there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of respect both ways, right? Like if, if they've got something to say, I'll listen to them. I don't always agree. Sometimes they're right, sometimes I'm wrong, you know? But when I come back and explain the vision and, and what we needed to do, um, change is difficult, but when you make the change and then they can start to see the benefits of it, the staff were thankfully like right behind me and, and, and we got there and, um, and we just completed 12 months of um, Airtake 3.0. So, like, again, again just briefly, and I'm not around too long, but um, we, we got on Airtable and it was unbelievable. And I, and I look at my old base now, and, and I used to high five myself thinking I was a hero. I just laughed at that now. <laughs> From that old base to 3.0, what's what's happened and what's transpired? That that's been a lot of work um, breaking down every process that we do here and. And how that looks is, is huge. And that was, that was um, there was some hard work doing that with the team. Um, but we got there and they certainly 100% love it and see the benefit now. And did you, did you lose many in the process? No, mate, no, no way. That's good. No, no one leaves. No one leaves. <laughs> <laughs> We have our client success manager team, which is for people who are um, not familiar with it. This is after you've signed on as a client for Starfleet. We butter you up with someone who is quite often an ex-senior PM themselves to guide yeah. you through the process. Can you speak about your experience with CSM or your team's experience with C with client success manager and what that has been like? Yeah, you can't you can't do this without them. Um, so you have to have you have to have a good relationship with them, um, and we all have to be working on the same page because 
each state's different, each business is different. There's no one size fits all. So you have the framework and, and it's all there, but we still need to build it to what suits our business. Um, so we started with Vita and Vita was like, hold on to your hats, let's go. We've got a Ferrari here, we're going 100 miles an hour. It sounds like, like Vita. Yeah. <laughs> She's like that every day with everything. Vita <laughs> um, so was good because I, I, like, I needed that. I loved it. I like to just get on it, let's just do it. Uh, so I get my hands involved in this, right? Like, I, 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 I need to know. I, I like to know. Very good. Um, so you, you spoke about CSM, long-serving staff. Recently, we heard about Emma, one of your newer staff members, just ticked over six yeah. months. Can you tell us a bit about her her experience before working with you and, and what it's like now? Yeah, so Em, um, uh, one of my uh, property managers retired. Uh, we needed someone to come in to manage that portfolio and, and come on board. So Emma had been working um, in some big big agencies in Western Australia, but uh, more of that traditional, just, oh, just you know, the, the, there's no, not so much, there's no processes, but just very a traditional real estate office because, um, you know, when I was interviewing for the position, um, I was very much, you need to come in, you need to see what I do because there's, you know, everything you've learned before, the fundamentals may still be there around legislation and that, but it's totally different here. And if you're not willing to buy into this, then you're not going to work here. So um, I had to show everybody who wanted a job, Airtable, and how we do it, what we do, blah, 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 blah. Um, Sam jumped on board um, and was really uh, interested in, in that process and had come from a little bit of trust work as well and, um, and, and managing quite decent-sized portfolios. Anyway, long story short, six months, um, probation's up, and we sit down and have a yarn, and um, she's been tremendous, like such an asset, stoked she jumped on board. Um, and it was it was really nice to hear from her to say, like, she said, Nathan, when I joined, um, this was my last roll of the dice. Like, I had enough of property management. Yeah, really. Um, I was just going to give one more shot. Um, and, and she said, what you've implemented here and the processes in Airtable has totally rejuvenated and reinvented me as a person in property management. And I absolutely love my job. And you've done, and you've done an amazing job to do what you've done along those lines, right? And what do you think it was? What do you think it was that she means there? Like, explain that to me. Like, okay, if I'm explaining, if I'm explaining it to somebody who may who may listen who uh, doesn't have air table and doesn't doesn't have the processes that um, are surrounded by that, it's like these guys come into work every day and they know exactly what they need to do. You know, we'll probably talk about the flags later, but um, everything's identified. Every step, it's all stepped and mapped out for them. Um, there's no nothing to forget. It gives clarity around their role, um, it, and it just it just guides them through their day. And and it's everybody. It's so um, visual for everybody to see what everyone else is doing, and mm. um, don't need to worry. And, and really, another really good point, right? So I've just got. Kay, um, who's in Europe at the moment on long service leave, um, and she's going away for six weeks. And six years ago, if you said someone was going away for six weeks, mate, it'd be panic. We'd, the place would be upside down. Like, seriously, I'd go away for six weeks. <laughs> so it's just calm. It's completely calm because everybody can see where she's at, where her finals are at, what her renewals are doing. 
and we and, and, and Mel, who's handling her work as a superstar, but um, and Helen's helping with emails, but it's calm because of the processes that we have in place, and um, and and that's where Emma was sort of alluding to when we sat down and had a bit of a chat. So yeah, um, yeah, it was really nice to hear that. Um, you mentioned flags. Can you tell us about the lowest flag award and what that is for someone who has no idea what a, what a flag is in this context? So I love flags and, and um, they give me shit about flags all day, every day because I'll flag everything, right? So, um, but- what, What's what, a flag though, Nathan? What, what, what does a flag normally mean? All right, so a flag can mean two things, right? There's good flags and bad flags. Okay. Um, the good flags are there as a reminder hey, you haven't sent your water bill off at final inspection. Hey, you haven't contacted the tenant and given them a copy of the PCR. Whatever the processes are in your office, there's a flag there to remind you to do everything. And if a flag pops up, do it and it's actioned. And then there's flags that are there that say, hey, Nathan, um, you know, you've got a renewal out with an owner. We haven't heard back. What's going on? It's a black flag. The lease is ready to expire. This needs to be actioned straight away. So, so the flag system is there for accountability and visibility, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what's really, really important is that can go both ways. It can, because every, could we do daily flag checks, gets emailed across the whole team every day, right? And if your team don't take that as um, in a positive way to know that, hey, this is what I need to achieve tomorrow rather than, oh, gee, this, this person can see how many flags I've got. I feel I'm down and out about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good thing. Um, Whereas these guys, thankfully, and is it was a challenge. Like, so they're like, oh, Mel's got six flags and I've got eight flags. I'm getting less flags than her tomorrow. So, so every day they're trying to beat each other to get the lowest amount of flags. Um, and so I just picked a time period over the last, whatever, six months and tallied up everyone's daily flags and spat out a result. And, and Mel has, has had the lowest flags across um, her portfolio over the last six months. And, that's where the award come from. So, um, yeah. So it is definitely need a shout out to Mel, the flag champion, the champion of the flags. But if she bothers to listen to this, she'll be giggling out of that. That's a big, a big if. Yeah, if she gets this far. <laughs> she, hey, she probably, she probably wouldn't be the flag champion if she spent her time listening to this kind of stuff all day, right? <laughs> um, nah, so. That's it's really important, right? Because and I and I explain to them, I ain't no micromanager. Don't get me wrong, man. I am cruisy as right, but um, what these flags and what this whole process has been able to do is like they can work from home. I don't care because I know what they're doing. Like I don't need to touch and feel them every day. I'm not one of those people. Like I might see some people. You know, we have a weekly meeting together and we all get together. But some of the staff I might see two or three times if I'm lucky during the week. And but I don't care. Because I can log on right now and tell you exactly what's going on, where everybody's at. Well, I could be sitting in Bali, it don't matter. And, and, and that's um, the important part is one, you've got to have trust in your staff, of course, which I do. And secondly, you've got to have visibility because you can't you can't have a business where everyone works from home if you don't know what's going on. That's when it just, it just becomes mainly. Mm. Um, and, 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 and so they understand that. Like, if you guys want to work from home, you need to buy in and make sure that your shit's getting done. So you just mentioned, Nathan, um, the ability to just check on your screen wherever you are, 
see what's going on. We assume you're talking about one dash there. Yeah, like what, what the one dash, um, and I think um, our next leg up in our journey is one dash in the team. So um, we've 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 been using it, but I still don't think they're using it to their best ability. Um, and I need to train them further on that and the benefits of one dash. But to, to just bring up one dash, look on your screen and go, this is what I need to do today. And it's just, it's all there. I need to, I've got two leash videos, I've got someone moving in, I've got five MAs outstanding, dot, 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 knock that on the head. And the rest of you just dealing with emails and phone calls. And of course they do their inspections, right? So they're on the road for three or four hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been, but that's, that's just absolute gold. I look at it all the times because it gives me a, an overall view of what's going on. And then I can drill down by property manager. So you can now get that information in you know, a matter of seconds. I once heard a business owner say to me that it would take them more than a working day to find all that data if they had to go through their old system looking up all that information. How long do you think it would have taken you in the past? I just wouldn't do it. That's, that's, that's yeah. the honest answer. Oh, key, key things on, but don't get me wrong, but, but all that, it would be possible to get all that information from, you wouldn't be able to do it. You'd have to sit down with every single person and talk to them about what they're going on in their day every day to get that information. Like, yeah, you can get, you know, your arrears notices and all that sort of jazz, property tree can spit all that out, but mate, that, it's, it's, it's the day-to-day, the fundamentals is what makes, I think, their life good or bad. And that's what that gives me the ability to see. And it gives me the ability to go, hey, do I need to make a change for the better? What can I do now to, to make a little change to make your life better? And we just try and tweak it all the time. It sounds like it's been quite transformative as for you, for you as a leader. Like you describe yourself as cruisy, and I, I I I get that vibe, man. Like I I can see that, but yeah, there's a there's a real thing with um, leaders sometimes being too lenient, and then maybe having you know what I mean. People overstepping the mark, and then having to sort of you know find that yeah. balance between being flexible and yeah. also making sure the work gets done it sounds like it's allowed you to be the kind of leader that you want to be i'm sorry to put words in your mouth but does that sound no. right yeah look uh, my biggest strength i think is also my biggest flaw and that is um i can be too nice um and, and i'm and i'm lucky that i have the team that uh lets me be that way um, because they show me the respect back that, like I said, if they want to do what they want to do, um, the job needs to get done, right? So, you know, I'm like, like we used to stay up until five o'clock on Friday. I'm like, man, who wants to stay at work till five o'clock on Friday? You know, that's bullshit. So, we, you know, but I let them go home at three. Someone stays till four to shut up. Um, you know, birthdays, they get off. Um, you know, we, we, we celebrate milestones and, and we keep the flexibility, um, because they have to show the respect back and do what they do. Yeah, I, I am I am cruisy and I can be a little bit too lenient, um, but that's just me, right? And no one's perfect, so I'm taking it lead. And also, <laughs> sorry, keep going. I've had, I've had to, I've had to, um, I've had to, and it's a lot easier to have those tough conversations when you have the information mm-hmm. and the data mm-hmm. in your hand to say, hey, Fred, dot, 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 here it is. Um, whereas you try to have those conversations without the visibility, mm. it becomes um, You've taken the emotion out of the of the conversation, really. You're just you're just talking about facts, then. Facts and figures, mate. 
facts and flags. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just ask, um, obviously we'd love to hear your opinion for people who are thinking about onboarding with Starflink, looking at, yeah. at outsourced staff, um, jumping into actually systemizing and putting everything into a workflow. But we have a lot of people lately who are saying, oh, we're just doing you know, an acquisition of a rent roll or we're just sorting some stuff out with our staff. What would you say to these guys? You know what, you'll always find an excuse not to do something. Um, and if you if you jump in and do this you will have a better business full stop that's it's just there is no there's no there is no negative by doing this um like we've said it's hard work um and if you're not willing to put the time in or or if you're not one of those business owners that's hands-on you need that key person in your office to lead and drive this um or it won't work but it's easy not to do anything. It's the easiest. It's, it's, that's the easiest thing in life. No, I just won't do it. I'll make an excuse not to do it. Just, just give it a go, right? Um, and I can promise you, you'll, you'll have a better business. And you guys work, you know, with some amazing companies. And I go to your conference and listen to them talk. And um, there's a reason they're doing it because it's such a it's positive uh, influence on the business. So yeah, anyone who's thinking about it, just just buy the bullet and do it. You won't look back. Um, well, thank you, Nathan, yeah. for your time. That was really, really generous, and I and I um I really can't wait to sort of put this out there and see what the response is. Uh, no, no worries. Look, um, thank you. As I said, we're not we're not we're not a massive massive business compared to. The, who you guys deal with and if in any way it can help somebody that's all i'm really really about and if anyone wants to reach out and give us a tingle talk about our table talk about the journey i've been on love just love to love to help i love to help anyone out there that wants to get their business better oh that's awesome all right well yeah we thank you very you much go, mate. Yeah, we appreciate the time uh, really appreciate no, the time yeah, hopefully it went all right, guys, and um, I didn't talk too much crap. <laughs> Mate, it was it was nah. absolutely excellent, and I can help anyone. We're always always around on the phone or whatever. So happy to happy to assist. No, I appreciate. Good it. man. All right, mate. Talk to you later, mate. See you guys. See Thank you so much. Bye. That was our conversation with Nathan Want, um, and. What really, really came across there, I think, was his humility. Yeah, I think also just like hearing him talk about things like One Dash. Like, obviously, we would love for people to listen to this, hear what Nathan's had to say, and then sign up for Starflink-related things. But at the end of the day, just having visibility in whatever tech stack you use is so important. Yeah. And I think for him, that visibility is what has then allowed him to do is become more comfortable with the workload give his staff better flexibility and then be able to handle more work when it's required so people can go and take those long holidays like his property mm. manager is currently doing. Yeah. That's bloody cool. Yeah, that is cool. Very good. Good chat, Matt. All right, we'll see you guys with our next episode. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.